0: Are you a new or aspiring woman leader that wants to make a successful leap into leadership? Do you want to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so that you can become the kind of leader other people want to follow? Welcome to The Leadership Leap, a show that is all about helping women to become more confident about making the leap into leadership. Now, here is your host, Leanne Pico.
1: Hey there, welcome to The Leadership Leap. Liam Pico here, your host. Um, We've got such a good show lined up for you today. Very topical, again, very happy to have these guests coming and sharing their wisdom. Uh, Before we get started, though, I just wanted to share a little something. Um, Yesterday, I had what I'm calling a lost day. Um, And what I mean by that is I didn't get anything done. I, I sat at my computer, I started something, couldn't finish it, started something else, couldn't finish that went off to do something else, came back and, and literally got nothing accomplished. Um, and it's funny, I posted my thoughts about that on LinkedIn earlier today and had a, a, a lots of comments and lots of people saying they're feeling the same. So I just wanted to say this uh, at the top of the show, which is if you're feeling this way too, you're not alone. We're all having moments like this and it's okay. It's a pandemic, uh, most places it's a state of emergency. It's stressful. So it's okay not to be your best or most productive every day. So I just wanted to share that because a lot of people have supported me and my feelings that way, and I thought I'd pass that along. So, okay, so I'm going to tell you a bit about today's show in a second, um, but I really want to thank our guests from last week. So we had Hamad Siddiqui, uh, who is here, and he was helping us to learn how to leverage LinkedIn. He provided some really concrete strategies to make the most of your LinkedIn profile for your job search or for networking in general and I also want to say a big thank you to Susan Crawford from Meraki Inspired Coaching and Consulting. She helped us with some tips for overcoming the overwhelm during a very difficult time. I'm very happy to tell you Susan will be here once a month over the next six months to help us uh, through this situation and keep talking about self-care because it's so crucial. So you can have a listen to that show by clicking the link on the show page or download it in your favorite podcast provider. Okay, so later in the show, we're going to be talking about the effect of COVID-19 on women in the workplace with Gurpreet Kaur our HR superhero. Um, women are being dispor- disproportionately affected by the economic fallout of the pandemic. And we're going to have a discussion about that important topic in just a little while. First up, though, we're going to talk about layoffs. Um, Globally, we've seen and we will see more layoffs and terminations than we have experienced probably in our lifetime. Um, And often as leaders, we focus on the decision to you know, making the decision to lay people off. And it's truly agonizing. I, I, I tell you as somebody who's had to do this myself, whether I've had to terminate uh, people's employment because I just didn't have the money to pay them anymore because, uh, you know, business or the organization I was running didn't have an income, or if I had to let people go because they were no longer a good fit in the organization. It is agonizing. It's never easy. Um, but... We think we've done all the work when we've made that decision. We haven't. It's also important to think about how we let people go. And that's whether it's temporary or permanent. And luckily, we have Helen Patterson here from Life Works Well to talk with me about that um, process for making sure that your last impressions matter and that they're positive uh, when you do let people go. So I'm gonna tell you a bit about Helen first. So Helen Patterson is a workplace expert who's worked with top Canadian brands. Uh, she now focuses on, on helping small businesses who wanna increase revenue and build the culture to drive it. As the founder of Life Works Well, she brings 20 years of passion, experience to creating high-performance, heart-centered cultures. Uh, she is an employment lawyer, HR professional, and business consultant, all rolled into one. And she's known for leading National First and One-of-A-Kind programs. She's also a lead editor and author of two Thomson Reuters HR publications, Employment Policies That Work, and Best Practice Terminations. And she's also the author of an upcoming book, Creating a Mentor Culture. Helen, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thanks, Leanne. I am so happy to be here. I just can't believe that we had talked about this topic months ago before all this happened, and here we are on the show today, when it's a completely different world. So, I really appreciate you uh, having me as a guest today.
1: Yeah, me too. It's so funny you mentioned that because I, it's one of my um, it's one of my favorite topics. And so, when we were booking, I was kind of disappointed to not get you in sooner. But of course, you know the universe works in in different ways for us. So it is so timely and so topical. So. Let's get straight into it because I, I, I want to be able to maximize the time. And I, I know we have a lot of people listening who are, um, you know, struggling right now in terms of, you know, having to make hard decisions and then communicate them. So let's talk about what do you mean by last impressions matter?
2: Yeah, thanks for that. I just uh, it's something that stayed with me when you mentioned previously about your personal experiences And I think that that's one of the things I bring to the work I do. Um, You know, when you think about the employee life cycle or the employee experience, you know, in my mind, everything matters. But, you know, you think about the fun part when you're wooing candidates and onboarding and then there's exciting life events like births and things like that. And then, you know, then you get to the offboarding or exiting and, you know, it's one of the most difficult things that an employee, a leader, and employers have to do, and so often it's you know reactive versus proactive. So I kind of think about, you know, your everything you do impacts your employer brand. Yes. And so when I think about it, employees could be your future customers, or they could be brand ambassadors. And think about it. If you think know anything about, like, recency effect and things like that, um, that's the last thing you're going to be dealing with with them as an employee. Yes. It's not like a resignation or a retirement or something like that. You're exiting them. And so how they're treated and then the after, um, you know, just don't forget about that relationship. Um, it's so critical that we do it right and we do it with respect and integrity and compassion, and then we support them even beyond that, you know, exit meeting. So that's what I mean about last impressions matter, too. Um, Obviously, I have my own experiences. I don't know if we're going to have time to share those stories, but um, think about it. That is the very last thing, potentially, that you're going to be dealing with, right? It is. Well, and also, sorry to jump in there,
1: Helen, because one of the things I just wanted to pick up on is as well is it's the last thing that we'll deal with with that employee. However, it's not the last thing that will be said about you, um, either by the employee or by your other employees, right? So it's kind of, when you talk about employer brand, it's not for people... Uh, maybe especially small businesses you know in terms of brand we're not just talking about you know outfacing marketing we're talking about how people talk about you
2: right exactly and you know you th- and you think about also as a leader because i know you know your podcast and which i love by the way <laughs> is really Thank about you. that support <laughs> <laughs> for leaders and their own reputation right so yes. if you think about uh, the leaders that you uh, admire or are inspiring, um, those leaders are the ones that are going to handle this really well. And it is very tough for them. I've had even recent situations where, you know, a leader doesn't sleep because they have to do that the next day. It is not fun for them either. And, you know, it impacts their own, um, you know, pr- thoughts and they could be next. You know, there's so much that's going on. And the small business, you're right. Um, you you are the business sometimes, right? Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's other stories I could tell recently where, you know, people, uh, you know, after March break, I know a mm-hmm. colleague um, who basically got back and didn't even go back in and was just told on the phone. And right. so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so the you know the the brand when I think about that I think about individual and em- employer. I mean you Absolutely. know, last door reputation is one of the things that will be with you forever. So how do you yes. deal with this? And um, you know, in this situation, obviously, it's even more difficult because it might not just be a one-off individual. You know, we're talking about, as you mentioned at the top, like we've already seen all the news with massive, massive layoffs. Um, there's a lot of legal things that go with that as well. And so how do you step into being that human and bringing your oh your own goodness. humanity um, to the table when you have to deal with this? You know, it's very difficult. Like my heart goes oh, out to everyone yeah. involved in this situation, especially today.
1: Absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up because it's one of the most interesting um, things in this conversation that I get a lot. And, um, you know, and I've had a, a lot of experience with dealing with um, people who didn't understand the human aspect. And so what so I'm going to just because you are you've trained as an employee, employment lawyer, you're HR, you know, your stuff here when we get so this is the first thing people say they'll say oh but risk oh but if we're if we're too nice or if we're too um kind we put ourselves at risk and so what do you say to that helen well you know i get it
2: i think that there's a there's a balance um because you know and i I have let's just take a step back so i think there's pre-COVID-19, um, but yes. when you think about it, there's been mass, mass layoffs and, and group terminations in many situations, like back 2008, 2009. Yeah. Think about when Netflix, you know, the whole streaming services, we had, like, those blockbusters, you know, people would be showing up at the door and the stores closed, and, like, yeah. just, there's been nightmare things that happened, right? Yes. So with this, you know, there's a difference between you know, having the conversation and not getting into um, a debate. So if you think about something that's related to performance issues and someone, or you said earlier, not a fit or whatever reason, you know, that's where, you know, you don't want to get into a debate about that. You want to be very crisp and clear. I mean, today's world, I don't think people are going to be surprised when we talk about financial situations Yes. but if it's why me versus someone else those are the things that might come up um, you know you have to you have to sit with people and it's interesting because one of my coaches says this all the time is you have to meet people where they are yes. and so for me I still think that it's okay to bring in that human ele- element and the empathy and yeah. you know you've had a relationship with them like in some cases they're you know people say you're your, your family outside of your, you know, biological one or your chosen one. And, um, you know, this is a relationship. These are relationships that are ending. You know, some people equate terminations. And I don't really like that word, by the way, Leah. No, I, I,
1: <laughs> I, I know. I try to avoid it Me more either.
2: like departures. You know, my employee, my departure checklist is, is what I use versus terminations. It's just so finite yeah. and, and, you know, I'm a big language person. But I think the thing is, what are the supports that this person needs? How are you going to help them and be there for them? Um, You know, when they are amongst a a big group, it's a bit easier maybe versus just one or two people. And then there's like, why him or her versus me, etc. So, you know, there's the pre-planning, the decision-making, and then there's the actual, you know, giving the news, and then there's after. So, I think that, for me, I think I'm always going to say, be you, be empathetic, be compassionate. You're human, too, as a leader. Uh, You know, Leanne, I can tell you a story, you know, this was years ago, but, you know, one of the first experiences I had as a newer employment lawyer and a very difficult harassment situation where a senior leader had to let someone go. And, you know, he broke down crying. I mean, this is not easy in some cases. No. Um, You know, we, we, we feel things, right? And it's okay to feel. And just like you said earlier, it's okay to have a bad day, right?
1: Yeah, Um, for sure. You know, you have to try
2: to be, it's really hard to try to always be strong as that leader,
1: one of the things I just wanted to say, though, is that I agree with you. You can go too far too, um, and I, what I mean by that is not that we shouldn't be human, but I and I I share this with um, with the people that I train and coach a lot, um, which is you know <laughs> uh, when I first let someone go, I also teared up. It was my very first time. I'd been in the job two weeks. She was at the end of her probationary period, and I knew that she was you know I'd heard from the other staff and I knew that it it was not going to work out so I had to let her go and I will never ever forget that I I was starting to tear up she handed me a tissue and so she and so from that day on I I I fully understood that although the uh, you know it was good to be empathetic it was not her job to look after me it was my job to look after her And it was such a lesson for me that this is her space, it's not mine.
2: Yeah, and so being there for them and sitting with them. And, I mean, here's the thing, this is different, like, you know, the checklist you go through when you're bringing someone in a room, you're going to have the Kleenex and the water and the package prepared and go through it, and then you're going to have someone else with you. Sometimes it's an HR, usually an HR person might sit in with that. Um, and then, you know, you have your outplacement support, hopefully, and all those things that you have to think about, and, you know, that's obviously going to be a bit different, but you are right, um, you know, and all the things I read, and, and you know, I have in my book with Thomson Reuters, and, you know, I, Harvard Business Review I follow in Forbes, and, you know, if you think about all the, you know, gathering, the information that they g- give, one of the things they often say is, you um, you know, you don't want to get into um, long discussions. Yeah. You want to be clear and concise. You do want to express gratitude, and you know, for their hard work and dedication, and be calm, and you know, go through things. But you don't, you know, you don't want to prolong it. It's it's hard enough yeah. for that person, right? Especially if they, yeah. I mean, you know, how many times when they may be surprised. Um, maybe yeah. not so much now, but certainly there are those times where someone is completely shocked, right? They didn't see it coming. And yeah. so that's even harder. Um, you know, there's a well, lot of emotions, right? Think about, sure. I, you know, those ones that compare it again to the divorce or something, and it's, you know, it can be very amicable or it could be really, really ugly, you know, where <laughs> it's just going to go on forever, Um And I I don't know, I do, I wonder what, whether or not, we'll have to see how things play out. And, um, one of my colleagues just mentioned, um, she's been, she was, you know, she was laid off and she's taking courses and she's re-educating herself and she was reading, um, taking some kind of psychology thing. And, uh, you know, the whole thing about when there's others, like, so because there are groups of people, often it's a little bit easier from a psychological perspective. Right. To, to absorb
1: it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, so, I, and that's the thing is that, like you say, we've kind of got a, ma- it's not just um, the company might be closing, but the whole world is having this effect. And, and people can understand the why right now, you know, like you said, it's kind of like, you know, people aren't going into work, businesses aren't generating money and uh, all of that. However... It doesn't mean that, you know, organizations can get away with kind of not doing this properly still. Um, But there's one key difference that we have here that uh, is is quite different from day-to-day normal life, which is the social distancing. So the extra bit, because it's hard enough doing it in person, but when you're letting people go and having to communicate um, both, you know... The, the news as well as the after news by video or by email or by phone? I mean, how do we do it with respect and integrity when we're having to do it virtually?
2: Oh, I know. It's, it's, it definitely adds that complexity and, you know, I would say a couple of things and um, like your point earlier, this is never fun. Um, If possible, you know, the first thing is try to do it via video. In, In this whole world that we're working in right now, you know, seeing someone's face, being able to make eye contact is, you know, at least the next best thing to being in person. Um, and this, you know, we know there's so much been written about working remotely right now at home and I was up, I'm actually up here and I'm thinking, I just hope the dog (laughs) doesn't start barking and kids come in and, you know, I've said, I need this time, but you know, we've got four of us, one writing exams. And so you have to be mindful of, um, you know, that atmosphere as well. And, you know, if you're, if you're the leader, when you're sending an email or you're saying, let's have a 15-minute chat, right are yes. go up. Yeah. Um, so again, it's, you know, if there's resistance, you have to make sure you're saying things like, you know, we do need to have a discussion. I'd appreciate some time. And obviously, you know, you try to do that and deliver that message via the video. Um, privacy is very difficult right now. Uh, yes, you know, there's so true. many of those things going around right now with people running in the background, little kids, and it's, it's, it's not easy. So, you know, we do need to try to create uh, a little bit of a private um, way to do that on the video or phone, you know, with no distractions. Um, you know, a lot of the same things that I would say in a normal situation you're going to want to cover, you know, you're going to want to be prepped before, you're going to want to, um, you know, make sure you've, you know, got your dialogue and what you want to discuss ready. Uh, it's, it's tough because it's, you know, there could be those situations. And also the other thing to think about, Leanne, is too, is like normally, you know, again, depending on the situation, even if it was a layoff for financial reasons um, pre pre-COVID-19, you know, you usually will get some way of saying goodbye to colleagues, right?
1: Right, yes.
2: Um, and the communication pieces. So, you know, I think the main thing is you do try to go through those same processes, um, but try to do it, um, you know, hopefully via video at least. Um, we can talk about a lot of the other things that you want to cover, like you don't want to overpromise like you said earlier, but it's, um, it's not easy, Right. It's
1: not easy. Well, and just tying Um, it back into the, you know, the theme around last impressions matter. I mean, the thing is, is that people will give a little bit of room for that social distancing for the current situation. Um, But as you say, there are a whole bunch of things that uh, impact the exit or the departure of and whether it's because an organization is closing down or whether it's because it's, you know, massively reducing or just a few people are going the normal stuff that we might do, which is go and say goodbye. I mean, I never like it anyway. Companies do it often when it's an individual leaving. They don't let people say goodbye. And I, I, I've i always oh. thought that was horrible. Um, but now yeah, we can't say I'm goodbye. i a big to- fan of the, the same-day
2: no. walkout. <laughs>
1: No, exactly. As if you're a criminal, right? You've given all this time and you I've had, it, I've experienced it myself and it—it it is the most dehumanizing and, and it's part of the process that's traumatizing when you've worked really hard for a place and they, they walk you out. Well, there's no walk out here. There's a kind of, you know, cut you off your email, I guess. So how can they, yeah. how can companies um, make sure that they're closing out the relationship? In a way that yeah, is respectful, that isn't just kind of, you know, hanging up.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, you know, one of the things that you probably find in your
1: leadership work
2: is, you know, one of the things about communication is so key. And yet, that's the one thing that a lot of uh, people don't handle well, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So, uh, you know, transparency, um, some of the same practices, again, are important you know, how you communicate um, with uh, the team members because all of a sudden they're not going to be on meetings. Uh, You know, if you can give notice, if possible, so that there's a bit of wind-down time is ideal. So, you know, if you can't afford to pay for one... Like, think about it. If you're... You know, if you have to give... So, and, and again, there's a difference between whether it's temporary or permanent, and we don't have a lot of time, but... You know, if it's temporary, at least that person is going to have an opportunity to come back, and that's easy to communicate, right? right. Yes. But if it is a permanent one, um, you know, you go through the processes of you're going to have to follow your departure list, and but you know, communicating it again with sometimes working with that person to craft the message is helpful. Um. You know, what do you want us to say? Who do you, you know, how do you want us? Like, you can have an open dialogue about that rather than just say, hey, tomorrow you're cut off. But think about it, those other complicating factors, like your laptop is with you at home.
0: Mm-hmm. You're,
2: you know, normally, again, you're going to, you know, have to deal with expenses or cr- cr- credit cards and all these things that you have to deal with, like benefits. So it's, you know, you have to be prepared to be able to talk through some of that, and then I think in this case, and I would apply this every, every way, yeah, every time anyway, that like little small gestures have, have, are helpful. Like could you as a leader actually follow up with a nice written note sent to their home or a thank you card or something yeah, like nice. later that just helps and can you offer references? So I think, I think that goodbye is going to be pretty tough right now. Um, but, you know, again, thoughtful, um, empathetic communication and trying to put yourself in that person's situation. Um, you know, I wondered, Leanne, if people are going to be trying to take advantage and, you know, if you had poor performers, you know, just use it as an excuse. And so that's what you have to be also be careful about. Um, you know. What are the what are the things that are going to come out of this? I mean, I was just reading in McLean's, I mean, unemployment, you know, is going to go up potentially is thirteen point five percent, which is the highest level since
1: wow. World War II. Yeah,
0: you know, oh and then gosh. I
2: just been following um, following the um, Business Insider and in Macleans and like list after list of companies, you know, and the numbers of people and. So, you know, that psychology of, you know, at least other people are impacted.
1: Um, you know, I it's think true. that It's true. Sorry, can I just jump in there? Because I think there's something... We've got about a minute or so left, but I just wanted to mm-hmm. jump on that because I think there's really something there, Helen, that um, we need to touch on, which is whole industries are being affected. But again, in that terms of your employer brand within that industry, how you deal with things now... Is in crisis will impact whether people want to work for you later. Um, so we will recover. Come a lot of the companies that are doing the big layoffs now may grow again. They may want to get their people back or hire other talented people. So what's a top tip for them? You know, for yeah. organizations in terms of thinking long term when they're dealing with this current crisis because it's bad right now, but it, we will shift back. What what what's a tip yeah. you can give for them?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and when you think about it, with the 75% wage subsidy that they have in Canada, we're already seeing some people yes. bring people back from those temporary layoffs. So, you know, they're in better position. But yeah. And I think that the thing is, it's what, can you, what are the supports you can provide and what are the messages you're sending? So, you know, along with... Um, you know, outplacement, there are things that uh, have come up like outskilling or upskilling. So even if you, you know, you don't know what the the horizon is, can you help them with your employees with enhancing their skills?
0: Nice. And,
2: um, you know, helping them, whether it's internal or external, like getting them back to employment, I think is really important. Um, so, you know, the outskilling is something that's come up lately and i know we don't have a lot of time but i think the thing is it's just the respect and dignity is going to go a long way you don't want to be on glass door put it that way
1: right that's (laughs) Um, the one exactly thank you and you know what and that's a perfect way to finish respect and dignity all the way okay helen thank you so much for this conversation how can people get in touch with you um if they want to check out your services or talk to you more
2: Oh, that's great thanks again for having me I'm really grateful um, my website is lifeworkswell.ca and um, LinkedIn is a great way to get a hold of me Helen Patterson I have also my company website sorry my company tags on Instagram and Facebook at lifeworkswell.ca and so um, yeah it's a, I'm, an important time I'm all offering free consultations and just supporting whoever I can right now and Brilliant. I'm so glad we had this time to chat. So thanks
1: again. Thank you, Helen. And honestly, if you if you are having to make these decisions, get some support with it. Uh, talk to Helen. She's got great experience and can support you through it. Uh, a bit of investment now may pay off big time later when people are talking about you. Thanks, Helen. We'll be back after okay, the break bye. with pre. Bye, Helen. We'll be back talking about women. See you soon.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline.
2: Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: Hi there. This is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at leadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much, for li- so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, You'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be.
0: You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at leadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap.
1: Hey, welcome back. Leanne Pico here. Okay, so great conversation before the break with Helen Patterson from Life Works Well about um Le- I just love how Helen puts it. Last impressions matter. It's exactly right. Uh, we we often think that that final moment of letting someone go is it. It ain't it. That it travels. It travels after. So uh, if we think about it, like it's an, like any breakup, right? How are you going to break up? How are you going to? Are you going to stay in touch? Are you going to, you know, talk bad badly about, um, you know, how it all went down? All sorts of stuff. Um, but I want to kind of come to a move on from that conversation, but continue with it. with Gurpreet Kaurman, our HR superhero. Um, I'm going to tell you a bit about Gurpreet again in a second, but I just wanted to frame this conversation because here's the thing. We know lots and lots of people are affected. Men are affected by COVID-19 so much and, and you know, everybody's at home struggling. So what I don't want to do is kind of say, Oh, it's only women. That's not what we're talking about here today. So if, if um, you're listening and you're kind of going, everybody's affected. You're right. You're right. You're right. We're going to just say that straight up. But we are seeing the numbers and we are seeing the kinds of jobs that are being lost. And we're seeing the numbers of people being laid off and women are disproportionately affected. We are also disproportionately affected because a lot of women are in the service jobs that we now consider essential services and are not being paid very well. So we're going to have, take a moment in time and talk about women and and make sure that this doesn't go off the radar. So uh, Gurpreet, and the reason I want to talk to Gurpreet about this is because she is so awesome on LinkedIn. She puts herself out there and says stuff and gets... um, You know, lots of positive feedback, but sometimes she gets some negative feedback about it, too. And so uh, I wanted to just bring her on and have this conversation because this is important stuff and we are not going to stay silent about it. So, Gurpreet is an HR professional with 14-plus years of human resource experience. She runs her own HR consulting firm, HR Superhero, and she helps small and medium-sized organizations to attract and retain talent by day. And by night, she's a career strategist coach, and she helps career professionals land a job in 30 days through her online boot camp. I will also tell you she's one of the most prolific Supporters of people during this process. Uh, Gurpreet's been on LinkedIn Live almost every day, um, helping people with their job search and all sorts of things. So, Gurpreet, welcome back to the show and thank you for all that you are doing.
3: Thank you, Leon. Thank you so much. Um, Really appreciate it. (laughs)
1: Yay! It's Um, good to have you here. Yeah, it so, feels like it's been such a long time. <laughs> I know it. Well, it has a whole pandemic almost. Like it's like yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. mid March was a very different time, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's um,
3: still getting anxiety yeah. thinking of about it sometimes. Um, you know, when it started, it was just exactly when I turned forty. Like my birthday was during the first pandemic. Um, and right. Yeah and uh you know none of us like it's a, I'm pretty sure none of us actually did even imagine um how long it would be maybe we thought it would be 2 weeks
1: yeah and yeah, we didn't realize.
3: Out, and it's turning out to be like a question mark because we don't know how long this is going to be
1: it's crazy and you, and it is really impacting Businesses Because it, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, it, and I, I don't want to, I'm not an economist, so I don't want to pretend to be an expert on this. But um, it's different from a, a recession where some businesses and in some industries are, are affected, whereas almost all businesses and in all industries are affected somehow. So how is this playing out now? So let's go to it because we've got limited time and I want to make sure that we make yeah. this space. We'll keep talking about this for sure in other, in other ways as well. But why? Um, how are women being affected in this time?
3: You know, interesting thing is that um, the way I wouldn't see all women are being affected. Again, I'm not going to claim to know it all either. Um, just the conversations with people I've been having, female conversations that I've been having, I found that majority of women that are being affected by COVID-19 are uh, moms.
1: Women A lot who are of moms. moms. A lot of parents, that's yeah. for sure. Yep. But women yeah, at home.
3: And I'm not a mom. So I've not been affected by COVID-19 the way a mom has. And kids are out of school. Some families have more than one child. And now, you know, what started out to be, okay, we're going to close the schools for two weeks after March break is now going into longer time. And moms are having to juggle work, work full-time workload, and child, their kids, homeschooling, and entertaining the child. Or children, in some case, cooking. You know, when you say, I'm not saying that cooking was never not a part of your daily routine before COVID-19, but now uh, maybe some people are still keeping that routine: get up and make all the lunches and everything, so the kid can, you know, uh, depending on how old your child is. Um, but I know a fact: like my, my sister, my friend, one well, of my best friend, she has three kids. My sister has two kids. Uh, both of their husbands are. Uh, my best friend's husband works in a social uh, business, and he's an operation manager. He can't work from home; he has to physically be in the facility. Right. And yeah. my sister's husband—they um, have a pizza restaurant, um, similar to like Pizza Hut and stuff like that—in uh, California. So her husband has to be at at the business. She yep. works full time as well, so she gets to
1: stay at home. But now she has two kids. So full time mom, be- full time job, and and just to uh, just I want to reflect on the cooking thing. Like I I just want to say for all the parents out there, and especially the moms, the kind of like what's for lunch. Can I have a snack? Like I can joke around yeah. about that, but it is serious. It is all day long. You know, it's yeah. all day long. So there is a shift. Um, so you're right. I mean, the women, the women that have children are are definitely being impacted. Um, and and you know, previous to COVID nineteen, um, we were seeing those trends anyway that women were having to take on the responsibilities of work and home, and now it's all yeah. colliding right in front of us.
3: Yeah. So before COVID nineteen, definitely um, women still had this challenge, right? Um, but we had schools and we had daycares, um, babysitters. Yeah, yeah. But now all exactly. that is not deemed essential. Those are services that have been closed. Um, so your kids are at home. So some some depending on your kids' age, right? Uh, maybe your kids uh, in all close to being an adult. It's different. Uh, But kids who are teenage, uh, let's say anybody that's high school and under, you are now juggling. Um, I was speaking to another person, and she's having a hard time with this. She has a toddler. And then her Mm -hmm. manager still expects her productivity to be the same before COVID-19. But it just can't. And she is struggling. She's pretty much drowning and doesn't know what to do.
1: No. And, and that uh, is a big one. Can I just jump in there? Because I, I, yeah. I'm hearing that, too, that for some reason, people, uh, leaders, some, some, not all, some uh, think that just translating to working at home, you just and they kind of forget we're in the middle of a pandemic and that um, life, outside life is, is affecting us. So you're absolutely yes. right. Like, what can, so give us a tip. So like for our leaders and, you know, HR departments, for example, you know, because HR, they're, they're the, the ones looking after people. How can they support leaders in understanding that it's not business as usual and that people are, you know, managing lots of different priorities?
3: Yeah. So I think uh, the one biggest thing HR can do if a company has HR that is, is yes. look at all angles of the impact this is having on a human level. Forget for a second about employees. Uh, you need to first think on a human level how this is impacting uh, all of us as humans. Not a, I, can't, I, I don't think there's one person out there that is not being impacted by this. Um, so on a human level, how is this being impacted on all of us? Second, situational, how it's being impacted situationally, because everyone's situation is different.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, How is this being impacted situationally, parents, non-parents? And the biggest impact is um, some people, not all of us, but some people, some of us, when we're told not to do something, we want to do it even more. (laughs) (laughs) True. So it's a mental thing too. And so you want to look at every single situation and then you can put tips and guides. Again, you're not, I'm going to say this, this is not a normal situation and I wouldn't even tell HRs to think they can juggle this. You need to lean on, if you have employee assistance program, lean on them. This is one time that everybody needs to utilize this. Get your leaders to be using this. Yes. You need to have professional help. And HR is not uh, a counselor here, right? And sometimes we miss this mark and we think HR is supposed to, you know, be the superhero in every situation and we tend to lean so much on HR. And I think a lot of companies right now are leaning on HR. And I want to see to HR if you are not the expert in this matter and if and I think this is one time you should get an expert
1: in to coach your leaders. Because Well and let's be really I, clear, who who what are the what is the majority gender in HR? Right? Female. It's women. And so we're yeah. almost uh, kind of double, doubling down on the pressure when we're kind of pushing it all over there to deal with stuff. You're absolutely right. That's an excellent point.
3: And the, uh, because uh, HR is female-driven, naturally us females, we we have that tendency, a natural character in us, to want to take care of everything.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, but I, I would say this is one time that you don't want to take care of everything because you are you are also being impacted by this. Nice. Um, so coaching, making, there are certain things HR can do uh, uh, by themselves, but then also recognize when you need to bring in an expert in this area. So coaching your manager's, would be, first, I would say even look at data. Maybe do a, a demographic data check, how many females you have, how many men you have, What's their household situation looks like. Educating uh, your managers, listen, uh, this is impacting everybody. Imagine having kids at home 24-7 and then yeah. doing your job. It's just not humanly possible. It's just not
1: it's um, not. So and there's think- an entire system at play. But, you, you know, you mentioned it in, in terms of your friend and your sister. We, we have a system at play, which is that um, women are often, we earn less generally than men. And so, like you say, there are going to be a lot of situations where, um, and, and also potentially the industries where, you know, our, our partners need to go out to work um, or, you know, if, if you know, they're having to be at the desk all day or whatever it is. We need them to keep earning because they earn more than we do. Yeah. Um, It's a challenge, right? But I also want to just say this in, in a kind of like a you know, be careful of moving into kind of the stereotypical gender stuff, which is around, you know, because a lot of situations are different and we, you know, we have same-sex partnerships. We have, um, mm-hmm. you know, women who are breadwinners. So it's not all, we don't want to just follow the traditional hetero thing. Um, but yeah. what I want to do, I do want to say, though, is that women as a group are also, um, so we've we've talked about you being at home uh, with if we have kids, but Caprit, there's also a situation where we're looking at, and again, we don't have the data yet, but I, I shared an article and we looked at an article earlier, the Globe and Mail, you know, just in March, a million jobs lost, mostly women. So we want to look at trends. um, And we don't know what the end piece will look like, but, and we don't have full data, but it's going to be the industries that women are in that are both at the front end of this, but also they're going to be impacted. Like a lot of women are going to lose their jobs and they already are. Um, So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and and again, we're just having a conversation. I just, neither would, you know, we're not trying to set ourselves as experts in this necessarily, but we do think it's important for everyone to think about when you are thinking about the kinds of jobs that you're going to get rid of, whether you're a small business or a large company, um, how can people check their biases like because uh, my worry is that a lot of the jobs that are going to go are not seen as important because they're the you know human often <laughs> they're the first to go is the ones that, that you know the women that women are occupying because they're human focused rather than tech technical technically focused so yeah. how, how can how can people when they're deciding on getting rid of jobs think about their biases?
3: I would say um Again, I'm not a professional at this, uh, but on the HR level, I think uh, if you have HR, I think HR needs to step in and onto this plate as well, and really focus on data. Um, forget who's who's in what job, and you need to what you need to do is do an analysis of your business and look at uh, sales coming in. Of course, uh, some companies are experiencing decline, but then there's many companies out there that are not uh, actually experiencing a decline in sales. There are actually um, a few companies out there that, I wouldn't say many, but to me, it seems like there are a lot of great companies out there that are experiencing a boom. So, I would look at sales. Sales is one determination that will give you at least a good picture of what's happening right now in your business. And I would then focus on what do you need internally? What resources do you need to support yourself? You have to look at resources. Don't look at employees as an individual, but look at what you need to support your current business. And then you can have a better picture of, okay, what you don't need. But just randomly saying, okay, I don't need you, I don't need you, and say okay, and lay these individuals off would be probably the most immature uh, move to do
1: because yeah, you it's don't know
0: what true. you need.
1: Yeah, it's true, and that that it is very um, tempting to be reactive right now, and like you say, just kind of jump to you know. You need to you need to think about so there's sales, but there's also sustainability. Like who is going to help keep this organization? together and going over the long term yeah, um, is also and a piece, right? I think also
3: uh, I read this, the article you posted today about the layoffs. So I, I, there's one thing that kept popping in my mind was, yeah, we don't have all the data. It actually truly can also be the reason a lot more females are taking layoffs is maybe it's volunteer layoffs. Because the first thing you do uh, when you want to do layoffs, and this is the approach I've always taken as an HR professional is you ask for volunteer layoffs, individuals that want to take it. Yeah. Before you decide who to take it, and it could be possible that females are opting to take um, layoffs, volunteer layoffs to take care of kids at home, and EI so, supports that, yep. and you can pivot, yep. you can go on an EI right to to take care of your kids. My so true. Says, so, so my, cousin, my cousin's done that, uh, but then again, she can afford to do it because her income is not what's running the house. Her husband's income is. So, yeah, okay, have, can I um, just
1: jump in there because I'm, I'm just having yes. a little reaction because I'm just like, oh, my God, we're going to go back to the 1950s. Like, I I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Um, people are we're we're making economic decisions in the household, too. But I, it's kind of frustrating because especially, you know, this this whole piece of the leadership leap is about helping women get into leadership positions. And we're now in a situation where so many women are having to make that choice where they're either giving up a job or, or a career opportunity because they need to be at home because they earn less. Yes. And so what do you think, like we've got a few minutes till closing the show. Um, what do you think? And and, and so we've recognized that there's a lot of systemic issues. We've recognized it's a crisis where everybody's being affected and we're making decisions based on practicality. Sometimes what can women do though be t- like over the next few months and like just being cautious about, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to put pressure on women to also, you know, all of a sudden go and do a degree or, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of things. Like, what are some really practical things they can do to keep in touch with their work and and stay relevant, but also stay connected so that when they are ready to go back to work that they're, they can. Yeah. Uh, amazing, um, amazing point here
3: is we don't want to make anybody feel pressure to, to go get any type of paid up, uh, upskilling, their uh, professional development, or take pay- courses. Um, my dad said something I always stuck with me education, and I, again, I don't want to sound like somebody that's putting education down. Um, education doesn't really determine if uh, staying current or not. But what I wanna highlight is that take opportunity to read blogs. There's great individuals out there that write blogs. Um, read blogs, there is tons of things that are happening for free right now. So you don't need to pay to stay relevant and current. You just need to be a little bit of a resourceful person that can jump on a webinar that's happening in your industry because a lot of things are happening for free right now. So utilize that um, to stay current, stay relevant, uh, to read blogs, read books. Uh, I do, I read a lot and, um, and it's all free. Um, go to the, uh, libraries as well. Um, I know my library my, in Brampton City sent an email saying there's online. You can still read online and um, go through the Brampton Library login and look for books online. That's another option. Yeah. So to relevant, stay relevant, stay current is meaning just read blogs. Start reading yeah. blogs, webinars to participate. But I want to highlight one thing that. The other thing is you don't have to take a volunteer if you, if you don't want to. How can you still stay relevant in your current job is you need to do a mind shift as fast as possible and become a solution problem solver. Look okay. Thanks. Conf-
1: yeah, it's true. It's true. Sorry. We're going to have to finish the show there, but thank you so much for all those <laughs> great points. Um, and you can actually connect with Gurpreet on LinkedIn, Gurpreet Kaurman, HR Superhero. So thanks so much to Gurpreet and Helen. Sorry, I have to cut you off. We're going to continue this conversation offline though somewhere, I'm sure. Um, But we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks. Thank you for joining us this week for the Leadership Leap liam pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next thursday at 12 noon eastern time and 9 a.m pacific time on the voice america business channel we'll help you make a successful leap into leadership